0: We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by his word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Gateway Chapel message. Welcome one more time to this section of the service where you're going to hear the Word of God. I am excited about the opportunity to continue the series I started with you last week, which is titled, How to Make Something Out of Nothing, or How to Get Something Out of Nothing. Uh, Let's pray, and I will share a joke with you, and then we get right into the Word of God, and I'll teach you a thing or two today that would help you as you navigate this year and decide to look up to the Lord just like the Word of the Year, has said concerning us. All right, Father, thank you so much for the entrance of your word today. We give us light and it will give understanding as we come with simplicity of heart. Lord, we present ourselves to you. We say, speak to us, O God, as your servant is listening. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Uh, Today, like I said earlier, I'm going to be talking to you about A sermon that came into my spirit when Pastor Eddie started the series, The Sound of Greatness, which Pastor started a couple of weeks ago, and we've had a couple of weeks into it, and, and last week I shared with you how to turn nothing into something and we're going into the part two of that turn into the book of first kings chapter 18 verses 41 through to 45 that's what we're basing the scripture on however let me tell you a joke This, this is where you're going to type in your reaction to the joke act like you're laughing I know you will laugh anyway even though I'm not there to physically see I have to believe by faith <laughs> all right so I was um I, I, I read a story of a pastor we just finished a sermon in a church where he went for a tester. So he went for a tester to be sure that that church is happy to get him on uh, as a regular pastor in the church. And um, out of the few people that were in the church, there was a particular lady. She sat a little bit closer to the front and Five minutes into the pastor's preaching, less than 10 minutes, she slept off. She didn't just sleep off only, she started snoring. So the old church knew she was sleeping and so did the pastor. After the service, uh, on on the way out, the pastor was standing by the door in order to say thank you for coming to church to everybody. He said, he saw the lady come in and he was thinking, should I say thank you for coming to church? Because she came to sleep. And the lady walked up to him and said, Pastor, I can definitely guarantee that you're a man of God. And he said, why? He said, because God does great things and miracles through you. The pastor here was very confused. And said, what exactly is going on, ma'am? And she said, Because I haven't slept for seven days, and ten minutes into your sermon, I slept for a whole hour. Thank you for being a good preacher. Now, I don't know whether that's a good preacher, a bad preacher, a boring preacher, whatever it is. But she felt it was a miracle. The pastor felt it was a disaster. I know today you are not going to sleep up during the sermon. That much I can tell you. And I know the Lord will bless you. So I found it funny. I laughed, and I don't know if you find it funny. But whatever you do, don't sleep. All right, and don't change your channel, don 't flick around, going to check anything else. let's focus on the word of God. All right, turn your Bibles with me, like I said earlier, to the book of First Kings chapter 18. That's the anchor scripture for the day, and we're going to read from verses 41, all the way to 45. And Elijah said unto him, "Get up, get thee up, eat and drink. There is a sound of abundance of rain. So Heab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servants, go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and he looked and he said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. On the first 44 says, and it came to pass on the seventh time that he said... Behold, there arise a a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say to Heab, prepare your chariots and get thee down that the rain shall not stop thee. Verse 45 says, and it came to pass, meanwhile, meanwhile, that the heavens were black with cloud and wind. And there was a great rain and Heab rode and he went to Jezreel. And then the Lord bless the reading of his word. Like you have known up till now, because we have gone through this chapter a few times, uh, Elijah. Found themselves in the midst of the people of God that have moved away from the people of God because of the leader of the land. The leader of the land was doing his own thing. And, and the leader was Ahab, and Ahab was ruling through his wife Jezebel, or Jezebel was ruling through Ahab, and the land had turned away from God, and the land was now serving. People were serving Baal. God has always said, Look, if you turn from me and going to serve other gods, I'm going to withhold rain from you. And that's actually what happened. God has consequences to bad behavior. There are no two ways about about that we can't manipulate him, we can't cajole him. He knows what he has said in his word, and he knows what he's going to do. So, around this time, the Elijah said, Look, rain will be withheld. And a time came, God said, You know what? It's time for me to. Undo that which has been done. And God gave a word to Elijah. And so much happened on the Mount of Carmel. But that's not what it's about today. Today we're going to look at the situation between Ahab and Elijah. And particularly Elijah's servant that Elijah sent to go and look. On the back of the word that Elijah spoke to Herb, there was something that happened. Elijah said to his servant, I am going to pray. So he stayed and he went praying. And he said to his servant, you go and look. I expect something on the back of the prayer I'm praying. And the gentleman came back and said, there is nothing. Elijah's pronouncement came up and then he went to pray And then he told the servant to look for evidence of that pronouncement. Evidence of the sound of the abundance that God has promised. Evidence of the sound of greatness that God has promised. At the beginning of this year, the man of God said it will be a year of double honor. And whether I don't know whether you're like me. I'm expecting evidence of it. So I am in the place of prayer, like many of us are, at the moment we're praying. We're fasting, we're looking up to the Lord and at the same time we're saying, we expect, we expect great things and it's a great part of Christianity to expect when you pray, to expect when you lift up your voice and he said to his servant to go. One of the worst results or anybody can ever bring back to you in any situation of life, is said, there is nothing. Nothing is a report of des- of despair. Nothing is a report of disappointment. Nothing is never a report you want to hear. If when the servant said, I see nothing. That's the negative news. Nothing in the bank account. In some people's home, that's the news you're hearing. You look at your bank statement, you look at your bank account, it's negative. That is nothing. They say, well, God said, and my man of God said, there will be double honor this year. There is sound of greatness. You look at your bank account, it says there is nothing. For some people, you look at your health report, it says nothing has changed. You say, well, last month, I was expecting a baby and I thought that by now, something will have changed. And then the results showed based on you know your monthly cycle that nothing has changed. For some people it's nothing regarding the health changes that you are expecting. For some people is nothing regarding the report of a child. Maybe that child is a naughty child and constantly the school keeps speaking that he's not doing the right thing and you expect something to change. Or maybe even the child's health as well. There are things that have been said concerning that child and you go again for another report and they said nothing. You go from professional to professional, they said nothing has changed. Nothing is never a report any believer expects. In fact, nothing is never a report anyone expects. Nothing is something when we check at a post in our, our post, maybe we just check our post, we're expecting good news. Maybe good news about your immigration status and nothing comes. You have been expecting good news about the interview you did. Nothing comes. You check your inbox, you check your post box. Nothing comes. So sometimes many of us are familiar with the concept of nothing. But what I can say to you very clearly is nothing has two reactions. If you, the natural reaction is to give up on it particularly if you've done it more than once. For some people, that nothing knocks you back so much you can't even gather yourself to be able to reapproach. whereas Elijah was in a place where he had spoken the word he was con- he was he was confident that even though there was nothing at the moment the, the 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 servant had to keep on going over and over again because Elijah was sure something was coming and I want you to be sure something is coming why because the man of God has declared it so today I just want to show you in this part too The different things or the different steps and the lesson I learned from the life of Elijah. What are the things that happened there? What are the things that you can take as a lesson? It's such a short passage, but there's so much to learn from it. There's so much to take on that would deliver the promise of God into your hand this year. The very, very first thing is that Elijah made a pronouncement. To change your nothing into something starts with a pronouncement. Now, Elijah's pronouncement was just because he felt like it. It was a pronouncement that was based on the word of God. Why did I say that? 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go, show yourself to him. I will send rain upon the earth. Elijah's pronouncement is based on the word of God. God promised I will send rain upon the earth. And he said to Elijah, so go prepare yourself. In fact, go and announce it. God didn't say just to prepare himself alone. He said, God said to him, go and show yourself to Ahab. Go and announce it to Ahab. Go and tell Ahab something is coming. I don't know if you have kidded, but when the man of God said the word, I said the sound of greatness. I kidded. Because God has made a pronouncement through the mouth of the servant of God that he has sent to me. And he said there will be sound of greatness. The sound of greatness precedes greatness. So greatness is coming without a doubt and it doesn't matter whether everything is locked down as it is in United Kingdom at the moment or everything is open as it is in some parts of the world the sound of greatness precedes greatness so greatness must happen for you and not just greatness because it's a year of double honor I believe very strongly greatness like you have never seen it before Three and a half years, there was no rain whatsoever. Yet, when Elijah made mention of this sound of great, and by the time rain came, rain came that was a torrent. It didn't come in trickles. It was a torrent. It was a massive, massive amount of rain, like it never was drought before. And that is our God. That is his capacity of bringing something that is great out of nothing, if you hear the sound. The sound, you don't even need to do all the hard work of trying to hear the sound. The sound has already come as a word of promise and a prophecy to you. It's your job and my job to receive that pronouncement. The pronouncement has come. For you to experience the, the, the things that God has in stock for you, it starts with the promise that he has already made. He's the one that said it and the pronouncement that comes out of your mouth. Now, in agreement with this word, what do you say yourself? That's where you and I come into it. Elijah said what he heard God say. What do you say? What's your own word? What comes out of your mouth concerning this year? The news? Because there's a lot going on in the news. You can start saying the news if you like. But there's a lot going on in the news. The news are negative. The news is full of nothing. Will you keep on saying nothing or would you say, I hear the sound of abundance of rain? I've shared this testimony with some of us in the past. I remember when we went full-time ministry, when we went into full-time ministry and our fridge one particular week, our weekend was Physically speaking, there was nothing in it that looked like anything that the children wanted to eat. <laughs> That's the only way I would describe it because at that time, the freezer still had some things in it, but there was nothing in it that looked like the way it used to look before. There was nothing in it that looked like what the children felt like eating. And our son looked at the dad and said, Dad, what's going on? There's nothing in this fridge I we skinned. That was his pronouncement. What did the father say? The father said, Asha, can you not see? There's so much in that fridge for you to eat. The boy looked. Okay, he understood the kind of father he had. He didn't argue. He looked again. And then he just shut the fridge and left the place. And I usually say to people, don't let your mouth run you out of the promise of God for your life. If you have nothing else to say, just, just don't say anything. Don't let your mouth, don't let your mouth bring a sound out of it that is contrary to the greatness that has been declared. So Asher left the place and he just went on to do other things. There was physically speaking nothing for him to eat. But his father said, Oh, Asha, can you not see? There's loads of food there. I see it in the spirit. Can you not see it? So he kept quiet. Literally, less than less than half an hour. Let me just say within the hour, somebody pressed our doorbell. And what did they do? They came by the door. They said, We went shopping and we just felt we need to drop you some things. Pause. What if when Ashtar said there was nothing, the father said, oh, true, there is nothing. I presume and I believe very, very strongly that that person that went shopping will have got there, done their shopping, Shall should I get something for pastor? Oh, there's no need. I'm sure they have something. That's it. Finished. That's the end of the provision that God had planned. There are things that God has planned for you. Your pronouncement can deliver them or hold on to them. Elijah made the pronouncement based on what God has said. God has sent a promise. What's your pronouncement? What do you say with your mouth? Your lesson is this. Declare only what God has said to you. Then it takes me to that second point on that old pronouncement issue, which is proximity. How do you even know that God is speaking when you have not spent time with God? Pastor extensively over the last two weeks uh, has spoken about prayer. That Elijah when he said to 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 go ahead, to go and eat and to go and drink. Elijah did something, went to the mountain and he went to pray. And if you look at the first Kings chapter 18 verse 1 Elijah was alone. That's why God came to speak to him. So your proximity determines what you hear. And when you hear yeah, it determines what you pronounce. So the question is, how close are you to God, my friend? How close are you to God, my sister? How close are you to God, my brother? How close are you to God during this period? Are you even hearing what God is saying? Maybe this you've never even heard a single thing out of what pastor have said in the last two weeks, nor even my preaching last week. I want to say you need to come closer. For you to experience what God has in stock for you, you need to come closer and settle down. Because God has so much in stock for you this year, you can't afford to float around and allow the year to float away. You can't afford to float around and allow the promises to float away from you. you know what the thing about the promises of God? They will be delivered anyway. The question is, whosoever. One of the scriptures that scares me the most is a scripture that talks about about the gentleman... uh, um, um, Judas and he says yes somebody was meant to betray Christ but it didn't have to be you so somebody is meant to receive the promise but don't be the one that will remove yourself by the pronouncements of your mouth your proximity determines what you hear and your hearing determines what you pronounce I want you to stay close to God this year stay close to God stay in fellowship stay hear the word hear the word first. time don't let anybody tell this is what pastor said He say really did he no, the man that is going to experience the sound of greatness must be part of the hearing of the sound of greatness. Hear the sound of greatness, then your pronouncement changes based on what you hear. Now, moving on from there, the second thing I learned from Elijah's is prayer is prayer. Pastor has spoken about that extensively. Again over the last about 2 weeks ago, he talked about being alone with God and taking time to pray. One of the things that was critical here is that in 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 42. The Bible says, and Elijah went up to the mount of Carmel, and he went to pray. He prayed based on God's word. Why did I say that? Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 11. When you pray, I'm not going to dwell too heavily on this because pastor said it so much, taking time to be alone with God to pray. In Deuteronomy 11, just, to let, just drop something there and that's the fact that you need to pray the mind of God. Pray what God is saying. Deuteronomy chapter 11, Verses 16 through to 18. Um, the Bible says, and I read, Take heed to yourselves, that your heart be not deceived, and that ye turn aside and serve other gods. Then then the Lord will show his wrath, and he will kindle his wrath towards you, and he will shut the heavens, and there shall be no rain, that the land will not yield our fruit unless you perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord has given to you. What did God say there? God said, look, be very careful. Find yourself, don't find yourself in a place where you serve other gods, because if you do that, what's going to happen is I'm going to shut the heavens and the rains will not come. But when you come back to me, if you read further that scripture, say, when you come back to me, I will open the heaven and the rain will come. What does that mean? So Elijah knew God had made a pronouncement ahead of time. Elijah knew God's mind concerning his people. In fact, at the beginning of that scripture in 4 Kings chapter 18, he says, if God be God, he said, be on God's side. If he is not, stop wavering between two. Is it Baal? Is it God? Is it Baal today? Is it God tomorrow? God said, look, I'm not happy with that. Stop jumping from foot to foot, trying to serve two different gods, focus on me. The moment the people focused on God, Elijah knew the promise of rain was coming. It was a function of, of the understanding of the word of God. His prayer was based on the word that God has spoken. And that prayer was a prayer of expectation. It was a prayer based on the word of God and it was a prayer with expectation. I want to say to you, Pastor, I've spoken extensively about prayer. I'm not going to go on and on about it, but I'm just going to say to you, you need to pray and pray the mind of God. Pray based on what God desires. I read a phrase and I thought, I found that really beautiful. It said, prayer is a hand of faith that translates promise into performance. Prayer is the hand of faith that translates promise into performance. And that was exactly what Elijah did. That that, that phrase came from a gentleman by the name of Howard Hendricks. Prayer is a hand of faith that translates promise into performance. Every time you take time to pray about the promise that God has given, performance cannot but happen. So the next thing, so the very first thing was a pronouncement. The second thing was a prayer. The third thing was a prayer. Which is to look, to see, to expect to see something. Verse 43 said, And Elijah sent a servant. What you look out to see in life is what you experience. You know, there's a gentleman, the book of Genesis, Jacob, who was wanted, he wanted a particular type of cattle. So he wanted, the, the, the father in law, Laban, decided to cheat him and said to him, You know what? I'm going to give you any animal that is speckled. But by the way, only two plain animals would make, you know, will, will mate with each other and then you should have speckled. Anyone that is speckled amongst the animals, they are yours. That is dubious, really, really wrong on every level. He said to him, I will give you any animal as your reward for serving me, but I'm going to just give you the ones that are speckled. By the way, um, the two that will be mating will be plain. They just need to come up with speckles. That's close to impossible. So these two people are black, but they just need to come up with a white child. that kind of setting, that kind of background, that kind of thought. What exactly did Jacob do? Jacob then took the back of a tree and he drew a speckled image. And then every single time, the animals go to drink water and they mate around there and they deliver plain animals, deliver speckled animals. Why? That's a miracle from God based on what? Jacob was focused on, what are you looking at? Because that's what you will experience. What do you visualize? Do you visualize victory? Do you visualize the word that God has spoken? Do you visualize sounds of greatness? Do you actually visualize greatness coming? Because in the spirit, we hear the sound before we see the reality of the greatness. But the question is, what can you see? What can you say about your life this year? What can you say about what God has spoken this year? He said it will be a year of double honor, but in your mind you say, well, but I'm stuck in my house, but I don't have a job, but I still don't have my immigration paper, but the child is misbehaving more and more. The child was in school, he was misbehaving. Now you are the one homeschooling the child, they're still misbehaving. You're stressed, you're run out, uh, but, but you're, so you can't see what God is saying because you are constantly just looking at the four walls of your room and the news that comes to you and say it cannot be, cannot be, cannot be. But what if you did what Abraham which is go outside of your tent and go and look up to visualize. Go outside of your tent and go and see what God has promised. When when Elijah sent, sent his servants, the beautiful thing about that scripture as I was studying it, when Elijah sent his servant to go, he said, go and look. Go to a particular place and look. Now, when the cloud is rising, it rises from that side. So he expects it to come from that side because the cloud rises from that side. He's meant to see the cloud from that angle. So he's looking in a particular place And he says, go and take a look there. The guy said, I see nothing. He said, go back and look again. When Abraham came out of his tent, the Bible says, look up. He said, what can you see? He He said, God said, as far as your eyes can see, as many stars as you see, so will your descendants be. It was easy for Abraham to believe God. You know why? Because God helped him to refocus. He took his eyes away from the things that were happening around him or not happening and he refocused and began to look at what God had said. It's not what you see. It is about what God says. It is never about what you see when it comes to the life of faith. It's about what God says and you being able to focus enough on what God says in order for you to experience it. With the things of God, the sound of greatness comes before the physical greatness appears. So you've got to make sure you refocus. Do you hang around people that will not allow you focus on the things of God? I would suggest to you that you run because this is not that year that you hang around people that will not allow you to see what God is saying to you. This is that year you need to see what God is saying to you. It says, "I will stand upon my word to see what the Lord is saying to me." So, amazing, didn't say, "I'm going to stand to hear what God is saying to me." I need to see it. He's saying it. I see. He's saying it. He's saying it. I need to believe it and see it with my eyes of faith so that I can experience it. And that actually, ladies and gentlemen, is the truth of the matter. The sound of greatness will come. Something is coming, but it's going to come from nothing. But it depends on how much you are focused on what God has spoken. If Elijah has been discouraged or his servant has stopped going to look. I I believe very strongly that even if he was going to take 100 100 times, Elijah was going to continue to pray until the servant saw what he was meant to see. You see, this gentleman went and kept coming back. I give him credit, like I said last week, because if it's somebody else, if it's a child who said, he said, go and bring my wallet. And he said, where's the wallet, mom? He said, it's in my bag, my bag by the bed. And the kid gets there and cannot find the wallet or find the car or find the bag and come and say, mom, there is no bag. By the third time, the kid said, mom, to be honest, I am not being funny, but you might need to go and look for the bag yourself. However, Elijah stayed there and continued to pray. In fact, Elijah did not say, maybe his eyes can't see because of the kind of person he's, let me go and look myself. No, 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 he didn't leave the place of prayer. He stayed there until the servant came back to give him good news. And that's a big lesson for you and I. He stayed there. And he continued to get the servant to continue to look. When the gentleman came, well, he said, I see something. It's like a little, little cloud, like the hand of a man. But that's more than enough for Elijah. That's knowing that God's already doing something. For some of you, you are already seeing that little hand. You're already seeing that small thing that is happening. But in your mind, nothing, move from nothing to nothing something little someone says insignificant but that insignificant thing is a show that the hand of the Lord is already upon your life you want another job you can't get another job but in this job somebody has said to you oh you're really good at what you do or you keep getting interviews that is showing that God is already at work concerning your life and that that interview is a matter of time was going to be delivered into a proper job that God has prepared for you never ever give up it doesn't matter what you see it doesn't matter what you don't see Keep your eyes focused on what God is saying to you. The fourth thing that I think I learned from Elijah from that story is persistence. In verse 43, when he kept telling this gentleman, go back, go back, go back, go back. You know, I was looking at the definition of persistence. It says to be insistent in repetition. To be insistent in repetition. Pressing on until you see what you want. Are you insistent in repetition? I was, um, I was reading a particular I was reading a particular um, statistic the other day. They said a typical American teenage child gets 70% of what they desire from their parents. Then they now looked at it. They now actually broke it down and said that actually 12 to 14-year-olds get 70% of what they want from their parents and 18 to 19-year-olds get less than 50% of what they want from their parents. So they were trying to work out what the difference is and why the difference. And they realized that the 12 to 14-year-olds have no consciousness of who they are or know from parents and they keep asking repeatedly they said averagely they ask between 50 and 70 times before they get whatever it is that is advertised that they love 50 and 70 times ladies and gentlemen how many times have you asked ladies and gentlemen how many hours have you prayed about the matter if a teen is a preteen wants something and they ask 50 to 70 times for it and when you see, you say, wow, the parents can, they, they're smashed, they're splashing out. No, 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 no. That child has almost killed them with persistence. How persistent are you? For some people, you have a dream. You had it yesterday, but today is a different dream entirely. You took something to God yesterday. It's a different agenda and different idea today. No, take God's promise back to God and stay on your knees until something happens for you. And the Bible made us understand that Elijah stayed persistent. He kept telling the guy, go back, go back, go back. You know, every time you look through scripture, you see stories of persistence. There are so many. David fasted and prayed all night for this child to live in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 6. Paul prayed numerous times for God to remove the sun from his body in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. Samuel prayed all night over Saul's disobedience, 2 Samuel 15, 11. Jacob wrestled all night with God until he received the blessing, De- Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 to 30. There is just so many, many examples. In fact, how about the woman they call the persistent widow, Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Basically, length and breadth of the stories is, this, ladies and gentlemen, you need to be persistent in prayer. Persistence in prayer can be used by God to mold, transform, purge our desires, and then grow our relationship with him. Hear this again. Persistence in prayer can be used by God to mold, to transform, to purge us of our desires that are not of him and then to grow our relationship with him. One of the most beautiful parts of persistency is not that God wants you to keep asking repeatedly for the thing. It's because God wants you and I to build a better relationship with him. Have you noticed that a child that actually is closer to the parent that with this child we're talking about that asked a lot more are the children that are closer to the parents. If a child wants something, I don't know whether your own children are born perfect from heaven. When my kids are a lot younger, when they want something, they're closest to you. They run around to quickly do whatever you want them to do. They make sure they obey you all the way because they know what they desire. And they keep asking. Every so often when everybody's quiet, they ask the question, Mom, so have you thought about that PS3? Have you thought about that PS2? Um, no. And then they make sure that whenever they think that dad is happy, Dad, so are we still on track for the PS2, PS3 or whatever it is? I remember a, friend, a friend's child. He used to be really naughty. And he wants things from his parents. So his dad decided that he was going to give him a lesson. So the dad said, you get letterings. And I put it on in the fridge, PlayStation 3. Every time he did one naughty thing, go and remove it. Go and remove one of the letters. And within a week, he had destroyed his PlayStation 3. There was no PlayStation. So at the end of that week, that was the end of that promise. And then the next week, they put it up again and the same thing. But it started with the kid got it. And then he decided to behave so well. Eventually, (laughs) eventually, I think it got to the last day and it was only one day took out, so he now had PlayStation 2. (laughs) <laughs> instead of PlayStation 3. And he knew he didn't want PlayStation 2, so he said to that, give me another week. He stayed persistent. Why? Because of what he wanted. God wants us to build a relationship with him. It's more than what you are asking for. It is more about your God and yourself and the relationship that will first out that we, that we grow as a time with him, lifting up our voices to him. God tells us to be persistent in prayer. He wants us to deepen our relationship with him through our prayers. And if there is nothing else you've done for yourself this year, Make sure you are dipping your relationship with God through your prayers. You can hear the sound of abundance of rain. You can experience the abundance of rain. Greatness is part of what God has planned for you. But you must be ready to do your bit, which is to be sure that you stay persistent in prayer. Don't give up because something will come out of that nothing. And don't give up because that nothing seems very insignificant. Is it only this? What are we going to do with this? No, no, no. It is in that little thing that God will bring the big thing. So focus on your God and set your mind on be committed in the place of prayer, be consistent in the place of prayer. Because the more you do that, the more our God will come and perform every single word that he has promised. And that's the most beautiful part. That is the most beautiful part of being a saint. That's the most beautiful part of this this journey. When Elijah prayed and prayed and prayed and he didn't see anything, he kept telling the gentleman to keep going back and the gentleman kept coming. The gentleman, it was a matter of time, he could have been tired, but he also knew something about Elijah. This man has a bit of an experience with God. There is no way God would just send him on the run like that. So the boy kept going until the boy came back and told Elijah, I saw something. I saw something that looked insignificant. And Elijah said, That's it. That's all we need. This insignificant looking thing is all we need to experience the something out of nothing. And because of that little cloud, listen to me. When it's going to rain, the cloud covers the whole of the place. This is a place that hasn't rained for three and a half years. So how does a cloud as small as a human fist get you going? Because you know your God, they that know their God shall be strong, and they will do exploits. Elijah knew his God. Life was not about the people around him. Life was not about what the guy saw or didn't see. Elijah knew his God, and Elijah knew that when God speaks a word, it will perform the word it speaks concerning you and to you. And that's one of the most beautiful things you can take to the bank about this. Our God, when He speaks a word, it will perform the word it speaks. Uh, First Kings chapter eighteen, verse forty-five, which is the last one, the performance of the word. The performance of the word. It says, it says, and Elijah saw. And told the servant to run ahead and tell Ahab, this rain is coming heavily, prepare. It's not going to come in trickles, prepare. We, even though there have been drought for three and a half years, there have been nothing for three and a half years, you expect that water will come a little bit today and another little one tomorrow. No, 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 prepare because there's a torrent coming. Prepare because there's greatness coming. Prepare because massive things are coming your way. I remember one time there was a lady I knew and she, the, her servant and her husband, they've been married and they were believing God. For for a child, I didn't even know they were believing God for a child they were in our previous church. The only spirit dropped in my spirit, I should ask them, what if God answers today, are you ready? And I remember I just asked the question. I said, by the way, it just crossed my mind to ask you a question. What if God answers you today, are you ready? She said, of course we are. I said, okay. so yes, because we can afford every single thing to bring a baby to bear. I said, babies are more than money. Babies are more than money. By the way, you are an eye-flying professional, so is your husband. What's the plan? Oh, we haven't thought about that. You live in the middle of nowhere. There is nobody around, no parent no, or nobody that will come and help. What is the plan? And I just said, I said, you might need to go and check yourself and prepare a little bit more because of that which you're expecting. If you're really expecting a performance, you've got to prepare for it. If you're expecting God to change your story in any area, what is the evidence around you that shows that you're expecting a change of story? When Elijah saw the little cloud like a feast, it, did so many, it took so many physical actions. First, he told Ahab, this rain is coming and it's coming heavily. What's with the hand of the little fist coming heavily? That is something he saw in the spirit and he declared what's going to happen. The rain will come heavily. Secondly, it then started running. He had it started raining. He said, you better start going. Then he started running. So there are things you do if you're really experiencing, going to experience this big thing that God has prepared for you, there are things to do. Don't forget, like I said earlier, the very, very first place to start from is to understand that God doesn't pay, like Pastor said, for anything that he has not ordered. You start starts from the place of his promise. What is the promise that God has given you? Then what's your pronouncement based on that promise? What are you saying? What's the previous What do you see? Then what's your persistence level like? How often have you been on it? Oh, I'm just tired. I'm tired because I've been on this for the last three years. Ah, well, three years, is that all? How about people that waited for much, much longer? How about the children of Israel? Their journey from the place that God took them to, to the place that God took them into their promised land was four zero years. How about that? That's not even the only one I'll talk about. How about, if you really, really look at it closely, how about the story of, of Abraham and getting the promise? It took a while. So don't say, I have given up on this thing now because God has not done it in a year or two or even if you have waited longer. Stay there. Continue to build your relationship with God. Continue to build the word that he has spoken to you. Continue to build your faith on the word that he has spoken to you and his performance will come. I love this bit about performance. I actually personally love the scripture. It says, in Joshua chapter 21 verse 45, not a single one, it's one of, I, okay, I'm sure you've heard me say that a million times my favorite scripture. I'm sure you've heard me say many scriptures are my favorite scriptures. It's one of them, by the way. Not, not a single one of all the good promises that the Lord has given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. That's your God. That's my God. Not a single one of all the good promises that God has given to the house or the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Can I flip it and say it this way? Not a single word of all the good promises that God has given to the family of Gateway Chapel was left unfulfilled. It says, everything he had spoken came true. Joshua 21, 45. Everything, everything. Everything. If it's not coming true, it's because he it didn't say it. But he has said to you that this is your year of double honor. So it will come true. He has said to you that this is a month of, of that you hear the sound of greatness. It will come true. Every word that he speaks, he performs. Another scripture that I love like that is also in Je- Joshua chapter 23 verse 14. And behold this day I am going the way of all the earth, Joshua said. And you know in all your hearts, where do you know it? In your heart and in all your soul that no not one of the things had failed of all the good things with the Lord your God has spoken concerning you. Not one of the good things are failed of all the good things that God has spoken concerning you. Ladies and gentlemen, when God speaks a word concerning you, not one of the good things will fail. So I want you to raise up and be ready to receive. Because greatness is coming. Abundance is coming. Good things are coming. Something is coming out of nothing, but you must be positioned to receive it. Make sure you are ready. Make sure you are positioned. Make sure that your performance is, your own beat is intact so you can experience the performance of the Lord. Make sure your pronouncement is in line with the promises of God for your life. Be previous. Make sure you look out for it. Be persistent. Make sure you wait on the Lord because it will bring to pass everybody has spoken concerning you. I don't know where your finances are. Maybe you looked at it yesterday and said there is nothing. God says for me to tell you something is coming I don't know where your health is at God says for me to tell you something is coming uh, many 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 times many of us give us just before the something nothing turns and flips to something you know I read the story as I close I read the story of a particular farmer in South Africa um, this gentleman just became a believer not long. And he decided, you know what? In order for him to, to, to enjoy, he felt that he was being led by God. So he took time out, he prayed, he felt he needed to do differently. He was a cattle farmer. He said he was going to go into potato um, uh, planting. So he decided to go become a crop farmer and he decided to plant potatoes. He felt he was new in faith, but he felt that it was what God wanted him to do. So he decided to plant and he planted potatoes. Unfortunately, the way it looked on the surface that year, it was a physical year of drought in South Africa. And it's a true story, by the way. It was a physical year of drought, so it now looked really, really silly. Trying to plant, you were supposed to be a cattle farmer. Why didn't you just stay on your path? You say, you're not a believer, you're on this path because you believe God wanted you to. And everybody's looking at you like you're a silly person. And you know yourself, if I'm talking to you today, maybe you've done some things. Maybe you've played a sacrifice. Maybe you've sacrificed financially. Maybe you've sacrificed in other areas. And people People are asking you, is it the time to do that? Maybe you've invested and people are asking you, is this really the time to do that? Maybe you are looking up to God for something. And people will say, this is such a silly action. The Bible says, Isaac sowed in the land, in the midst of famine, and that same year, received the hundredfold result. So the way God does these things is totally different from the way human beings do their things. This gentleman, after planting the crops and nothing was coming, decided he's going to go back to God. So himself and his handyman decided they we're going to pray. And as he was praying, he felt very strong. You know what? Rain is not coming from the top. Let's see what we can do. Maybe we can dig. Maybe we can dig. And when we dig, maybe we can find a way of laying some pipes so that we can send water to the field where the crops are. As they started digging, they realized that the crops were already growing underneath the ground. The crops were already growing. So it was a matter of time. It was going to sprout soon. They were going to see the result. There were lots of crops on the ground already. He didn't understand what was going on. And the ground seemed to have been watered. Later they discovered that somebody in the past had passed a form of irrigation through that place and underneath, even though it wasn't raining, there was irrigation system under. And the, and the crops were being watered from under. And they were growing and they were sprouting forth. What am I saying, ladies and gentlemen, to me. Out of every nothing God can still bring something if he's the one that led you and told you to do it. If he's the one that has spoken the word and sent a word through to you. God sent a word to that farmer and said go and plant crops in that same ground. On that same ground where everybody is saying there is nothing there is drought in the land because people are expecting water from the sky. God was providing water from the beneath for this gentleman and he had bountiful harvest and that's your God for you. You can have bountiful harvest this year beyond your wildest dream and Imagination, beyond what anybody could ever have prepared you for. Don't look around. Don't look at the sky. Don't look at the things that are not there. Look unto the Lord. And as you focus on the Lord, every word that He has spoken concerning you, He will bring to pass in the name of Jesus. He is a faithful God, He has never failed. He will never fail you. I want you to trust him with everything you have. Trust him with your time this year. Trust him with your finances this year. Trust him with your treasure this year. Trust him with your talent this year. Go all the way with God so you can experience this greatness, experience this double honor that he has in stock for you if you can bring rain from the, bro- bro- from the ground to water a man's crops, it doesn't have to come from the ceiling, only, from, the, from the roof, from the sky only. It can come from anywhere because my God is still in the business of making something out of nothing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to lift up your hands wherever you are. I want you to thank God for sending this word to you. I don't know which part of your life Seems like a place of nothing or a place of dryness. But today we will lift our voice to heaven and say, Lord, help me to experience something out of this nothing. Send me your word, O God, and cause my heart to be connected to the word you sent to me in the name of Jesus. Lord, give me grace to stand and to persevere. Give me grace to be persistent. Give me grace to speak just the right words. Give me grace to be, pro- to be to be close to you. Give me grace in the place of prayer. Give me grace, O Lord, in the place of experiencing the goodness that you have for me this year in Jesus precious name. Father, thank you for grace to be obedient to your word. We we'll receive that capacity and ability in Jesus precious name. We are prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.